Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low tonight We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team Hi, it's episode 25, season 4 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast My name's Jav, joining me this week, John Stickles from Urchester uh, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. And David Fornell from Sussex. Good evening. Right, um, the past week has been a tale of Desmond's, um, contrasting contrasting tutus. Um, we'll talk about the adventure in Turin and, and, and the results. Um, the lads got out there um, maybe in the second half of the pod... Um, but we're going to start with the shit, depressing stuff, which was yesterday in Rochdale. Um, going to go straight into a, into some comments and questions, um, and th- this probably sets, sets the, the the tone. Darren Pamenter says, after the fantastic performance in Turin, why is it that we always seem to struggle against lower league teams in? the domestic cups I know we made 11 changes but 10 of them are internationals they should be good enough to beat teams like Newport and Rochdale at the first time of asking John there was an element of Rochdale raising their game against us I think yesterday um, why do we struggle complacency I don't know there, there were so many poor performances across the park yesterday as well um that didn't help us and i think sissoko was one of the better performers i'm going to hold my hands up and say he was one of the better ones yesterday um winks yeah wanyama lorente rose in the first half all poor can i just say that lorente runs like cp3o from the star wars (laughs) films he just he's like a robot he just he has to be replaced um i think probably c3po could do a better job than him I'm I'm quite sure he could jump higher or do something or his movement would be better. Son had an off day as well. He doesn't have them well, he, he has them every now and again. I wouldn't say very often, but he has them now and again, but he had an off day as well. I'm I'm sure that he'll go out and he'll tear a new one in the replay, but you know, he has that old game like that. It's um it was odd. But yeah, the complacency, really, I think. And I I, I think there's an element of let's put our other eleven players on because some of them need game time. And maybe disrespect them. I would agree with Alan Sheeran that we should start with a stronger side and then take a couple of people off and change it up. Um, just on that, um, before I bring in David, um, I remember this time last year, in fact, this very day last year, um, Spurs going up and playing Fulham. Um, it was a quaint English ground, Craven Cottage, um, similar sort of up, um, ground. Um, Rochelle's stadium yesterday um, very close to the pitch um, in a residential area very friendly locals all of those sort of things but a year ago Pochettino played a relatively strong team against Fulham he took it seriously given given what happened in the previous round against Wickham um, where we um, 
sneak through, um, left it very late, um, Son getting the winner. I think in the 97th minute or something like that, he actually played a very strong team. I think he, starts, he started Kane, um, as I recall, against Fulham, and Kane got a hat-trick that day. Um, I think he might have rested maybe Dembele, possibly Vorm, as I recall, um, but it was a strong team. Um, I was surprised that Pochettino didn't do the same thing yesterday, and whilst I, I get the fact that players like Toby needed to get a run out, um, Moura... Rose, you know, we need to bring them up uh, up to sort of match fitness, run the armor, winks, etc. Um, I would have thought he would have started. I know there was there was talk that he he carried a little knock before the game, had an ankle injury, but surely it would have made sense to have started Kane, get the result wrapped up um, against you know after sixty minutes, and then and then take him off rather than bring him on when when we're chasing chasing a game. Um, David, yeah, I, I don't go along with that um, so much. Uh, I know Shearer said that. Uh, so I don't understand why they don't start and then just take the players off. We can only take three players off. Um, Poch is paid to manage not just the team but the squad. And as you were saying, there are a number of players there that really had to play. I'd be asking the question, wouldn't they? Well, hang on a minute. When do I get a chance to play? I need game time. Um, and certainly uh, Rose needed that game time and uh, Alderald needed game time. And you can see why he didn't go to Turin. Looking at that game yesterday, he looked off the pace a bit. He needed the minutes. Um, but I have to go back to when I looked at the lineup, and I thought, well, well, he's all changed them. But that's a strong side. And I still didn't see why we wouldn't bang in two or three. And I still think we suffer if we don't score early. Um we didn't play well. A lot of players didn't play well. I do believe the two goals that we conceded, we completely fell asleep at those moments. Had we not have done, and, and we'd, we'd taken it, say, 1-0, we wouldn't be having half of this conversation. That's mm. fine. We've gone past it. It was tight. It's small margins. They laid the pitch. It suits their game, strangely enough. They get it down and play. Now, I'm, I'm only going on what they're saying. I haven't seen Rochdale play. But apparently they, 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 they not get it down well, play to the feet. And they enjoyed that. And it was a day out for them. You know, they've, they're in a bit of a, uh, a relegation battle. I know they've got five games in hand. But they've been playing better away than they have at home because their home pitch, as they called it, was a swamp. And I think they all got up for this game. And they certainly did. They gave that from the first minute to the 94th minute. They were still running. They gave everything. And I really give them credit for it. And they deserve that draw. And I, 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 Poch takes it seriously. There's no doubt, but he has to manage a squad. And he has to sort of have a little bit of a balancing act. And I, I you know, I let it 24 hours. At the time, you know, you, you, I'm as disappointed as anybody else, especially when that second goal goes in. You watch, we've got four players in the middle there defending, not actually picking up one of their players. One flick on by, I think, was it Foyth? I can't remember who flicked the ball on there. And Rose was nowhere. And if he just did his job and stayed at the back post, we'd have won it 2-1. We mm. wouldn't be talking about it. I, I, good, good old Rochdale. And, and I'm not worried about having a replay either, particularly. I think it'll be a good thing for a lot of the players to have another game yeah. at uh, a fringe. Yep. I, I don't see it as a, as a disaster, but as, as many are sort of seeing it. Um, 
can, can I just yeah. say that he made 11 changes, but we the, the game after that, what, we haven't got another game for eight days. So there's plenty of time to rest the players before the next game. So making the 11 changes, I know that it gives them a run out, but he could have started them with eight days to wait before the Palace game. Sure. But I, I still think he needed to play the fringe players. I really do. I mean, if in his eyes, if the worst happened and Harry Kane gets injured, then in theory, Lorente comes in mm. and we need him coming in, hitting the ground running. Now, I, I, I accept the fact that, and I absolutely agree with you, John, he was just awful yesterday. And I don't like knocking our players particularly, but Lorente looked overweight. He wasn't moving. But unless he gets game time, um, he's not going to get any better either. But I understand did, what you're saying. Did he look overweight? If he's overweight, I'd like I'd like to weigh what he weighs. Um, he, he he just well he he just he didn't look fat, but he didn't he didn't look sort of that sylph like figure that he had before. Mobile, laboured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A statue, um, a robot. So look, I, I don't. So I don't subscribe to. I know a lot of fans um, criticise Pochettino and, and 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 the questions that are labelled. Ed Brad um, wrote in and said um, you know, his sort of question or comment on, on, on the pod was um, insert some comment about Pochettino not taking cup seriously. Um, I you know I, I don't subscribe to that view. I also don't think that. Pochettino summed it up perfectly when we played Newport in the replay, and it was something along the lines of just before the game, he said, "Look, that the I think it was let that the eleven that started the game, the replay against Newport, um, featured all had started Champions League games, um, group games, and it was something like he said, "Look, if we can't if we can't with these players, if we can't beat um, Newport, then Houston, we have a problem." Yeah. Um, which is quite quite amusing, and and yeah, I look at the eleven that he played yesterday, and it was it was it, it, you know they're, they're top top players. You've got to look, consider the fact that people like Son, he's not somebody who's a squad player. He he is he's a regular in the in the, in the team. Lamella was um, okay, came off the bench. Um, so Son, so he started. Son, Rose, people like Son, Rose, Alderweireld, um, Wanyama, Wanyama. These are all. Would otherwise, but for the injuries they've had, would otherwise be regulars. Winks not not so long ago. So it's a fairly strong team. Mura, yeah. um, everybody's getting excited about before the game. Probably more so even since he needed to run out. Trippier, Trippier, somebody who, who's who's a regular otherwise. Um, yep. So it's it's still a strong team. You could where you could criticise, I suppose, Pochettino. I think where it might be justified, and again, I'm talking here with a benefit of hindsight and slightly playing devil's advocate, it's the fact that you suddenly made 11 changes, and when you do that, and you're bundling all the players together, there might not be that rhythm, perhaps. And also, maybe, it's one thing if you've got, I don't know, Alderweireld, say, not fully fit, and let's say Winks, not fully fit, but when you've got quite a few of them all looking to regain match fitness... Maybe that's a slightly high risk strategy. Maybe only a couple of those players should have played, and there should have been a few more established um, 
should we say fits regulars alongside them like a Yan or a, or, or a Toby that being said I'm talking here with the benefit of hindsight and you're absolutely right David if um if we'd kept our concentration right right at the end and, and defended that um we, we wouldn't have conceded that goal and we we'd be talking about um being in the next round and and you know it wouldn't be a replay so it's it's fine margins is there an element of us um lack of game management in these situations i mean there's four off the top of my head recently the rochdale goal the Salah in the 90 second minute the goons when lacazette could have scored and then um the uva pen um at 2-1 um we, you know it's it's managing these games in the situation it it's why why do we get this stretch and open at that time when we when we should just be compressing and making sure that we don't open up and let the play, let them through it, it 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 may be a bit of a concern but you know just something to flag up i think i think if we if we don't wise up we might get punished by somebody that we're not expecting by the end of the season and Juve, if if we're not careful we may well get spanked against them at wembley which is a scary proposition and i don't want to scare monger so i'll shut up <laughs> Um, let's see what else have we got um, okay question from Rob a comment from Rob Craxford can we play can we please play 11 men I presume that's in reference to Lorente which we sort of touched upon possibly possibly Sissoko I heard some comments yesterday um, from um, people in the ground um, and also on social media people still being critical of Sissoko um I, I agree with you, John. Earlier, I think I think he did he did okay. I think it was one of our better players. Um, I thought Foyth was superb. Really looked self assured. Yep. Um, yep. It was you know good to see. I contrast that with Carter Vickers a year ago. Carter Vickers got a few chances, not that many, in the League Cup and the FA Cup, and he didn't really take them, particularly against Wickham. He was sort of found out. And Foyth is. Played what against Barnsley, West Ham in the League Cup, and then um, both games against Newport, Wimbledon, as I recall, and now um, Rochdale. And I think with each game, he's grown in stature. Um, and Mora, Mora looks a really good player, really, really good. And and the things, two things that stood out for me with with Mora, one was the fact that he he offers something different to anybody else in the squad. He can run at players, he can take them on. Um, dare I say it, he could be what we hoped Marcus Edwards would, would be or bring to the team. Um, the other thing that I thought was quite impressive was he, he got stuck in and he, he, he seemed to handle the physical side of, 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 of the English game. Um, I'm always um, a bit hesitant when foreign players come in. You know, can Some of them, it takes time for them to get to grips with, with, with the physical aspects of our game and and I thought he did um, admirably yesterday. He's he's different to anything that we've got at the moment, I think, which is good. So he'll 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 offer us that when he comes on. Um, yeah, you know, it, yeah, he looked very good, and I'm interested to see how he goes before towards the end of the season. And will he, who who will he displace if he gets a regular spot in the team? Mm. There's a question. Sissoko. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the last couple of games, Sissoko hasn't been starting, so... No, I know. 
But I mean, that's always going to be the rotation of the squad to some degree, isn't it? And I, I much as I don't want it, there'll probably be another injury somewhere along the line that'll uh, give him an opportunity. So it's never the worst in the world. But at least he can come off the bench. And he may well do that for the rest of the season. Come off the bench and give us that pace. There's no doubt he's going to already, he will frighten sides. They will start to double up on him. And, and, yeah. and if, if he can just do the simple thing where he gets it, starts to jink at players and then have bring two across, all he's got to do is play it then inside and the other team should be one player down on, on some marking. And we should up, be able to open them up like that. So I think that's what he offers us, uh, uh, that uh, option of either going or taking players, uh, you know, uh, opposing players out the game. Yeah. I mean, going back to the, the the initial question, you know what what happened? Eleven different players will never perform well if you built up a rhythm of matches through the Man United, um, Arsenal, Liverpool, Juventus game, and then you take eleven different players who not necessarily started some of the game, but not in a full team. You're gonna and put him players that are looking for match fitness and match sharpness i think you're going to struggle and that's and rochdale were up for it like like you said they were very much up for that Mm. um so yeah was it my imagination but did every um rochdale player look like he was built like a brick shithouse they were (laughs) fucking huge the lot of them they look like a rugby team they look they honestly look like a rugby team they are massive the lot of them yeah it was. It was. It, did you notice that in the stadium? So, um, no, I noticed the fact that some of their challenges were a bit like um, rugby players. I've got to say that much. Um, some of them were a bit rough. I thought. I, I, I can't say particularly, but um, that maybe I was absorbed by our players. Well, I, I, I'm gonna. I, I tell you what. Um, a lot's been said. I, I think I'm probably alone in this, but a lot's been said about how Rochdale deserves. Um, you said it at the outset, David. Ali deserved deserved the replay. I don't think they were all that personally. I really don't. And I think that I thought their first goal was against the run of play. Um, I think Winks should have left the ball to go out for a throw in. Okay, he kept it in, um, but he gave it away. And um, I, I thought the goal just before half time was against the run of play. Um, we got back into it, one all. Looked like it might stay that way. Kane came on, big difference, completely world world of difference. Watching Kane just get the ball, hold it up, and you you look at Lorente just to just to get him to do that simple thing, and 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 he couldn't even do that. Um, anyway, Kane's penalty two one, and we should have held on to it. And I think well, I think it said more about our failure and our inability than than them being plucky Rochdale and I, I I wasn't particularly impressed with them I've got I've got to say yeah and no, I agree with you I, I don't I don't disagree with any of that that you've just said um it's difficult but to to quantify when you've had at least two-thirds of the possession more chances etc and uh, but games or you don't award points or or send you through to the next round on those stats but what I think they, they deserve, because they never gave up. There was a tremendous amount of energy. And even that last goal, as much as we should have defended, you're absolutely right, but we should have defended it. It was really poor marking mm. and should have seen the game out. But at the same time, they still got the cross in and still were up there. They might not have been there. If they yeah. had their leg, 
legs were tired, they would have been sitting there in a box waiting for it. But they did. They gambled. He waited for the ball and he struck it really well. So I'm, I'm pleased for them. And I'm, ple- I'm pleased for these smaller clubs to get the money. I really am. I'd rather it had gone through. Don't get me wrong. Sure. I, on the first time of asking. But, you know, they don't get much, these lower league clubs. Premier League clubs are, are, are trying to take everything, all the money out of the game. And, uh, and, and certainly the top, shall we say, top six sides are trying to grab as much money as they can from the game. Um, and they don't really pass it on other than through transfers. Pochettino often talks about being brave. And I think that's one thing that, that Rochdale did show at, at the end. They could have, heads could have gone down at that point. But, mm. but you're right, they, they did push forward and and um that last goal wasn't as i recall on the back of a mistake like the first one when when winks gave it away um that was more to do with them well it, it yeah it could have been defended better when when the ball went in the box but um it was them pressing it was them persevering i should say and credit to them for getting that goal um john you mentioned son earlier having an off day yeah yeah um, I mean, he he didn't seem to be part of any of the build-up play or or everything he was trying wasn't coming off. It, it also comes down to being a little bit more um, uh, clinical with with our shooting and scoring goals. If we'd have been more clinical, we'd have probably been out of sight in that game. Um, but it, everything that someone was trying and his shots seemed to be blocked, they were just a touch too much and a bit late. So... He has the odd, like I say, he does have the odd game. He has got it in him to have these odd games where he just disappears out of matches. Um, and then, you know, at the start of last season, he had these amazing runs where he was, you know, it, where he stepped in for Harry Kane. And I think if what David said earlier, if Kane gets early uh, injured, I think um, Sun will be the one who steps up, not mm. Lorente. I don't think they, I don't think they would put Lorente in. I'm, I'm surprised at that because tw- twelve months ago, um, Janssen was when when Kane. Um, Got injured. Well, two, yeah, two two spells out. One um, autumn for last year, and then again I think between September to uh, November, early November, and then the second spell. Um, I think it was March after the or during the Millwall game. It picked up an injury. But he was out for a month, and at that time, Janssen wasn't starting. There was even games where he wasn't on the bench, and Son was. He's not a conventional striker. Was was getting the the nod ahead of him. Um, I. I'm not a big fan of Vincent Janssen. Um, I wasn't last year, and I don't subscribe to the view that he didn't get chances. I think he got a fair share of chances. He didn't take them. Lorente, when he signed for us, I was really quite positive about that. I thought it was a good good move. But I've got to say, for me at the moment, if Kane doesn't start because he's rested or whatever, or let's say he picks up an injury, you've got to pick Son, surely, not Lorente. There's nothing that Lorente offers at all. We, we had a problem with the first two games that Son played uh, at centre-forward. Uh, he played really well and he scored, I think, uh, certainly at least one of them. And uh, he looked a real box of tricks. And I thought, well, this is, this is working well. Then they worked him out. And the following three games, they marked him very tight and made sure that he was only facing back towards his own goal and never let him turn. And he was completely lost. He cannot play with his back to goal. What he wants is down the shoulder and running into the box, like Michael Owen did. Um, he, he's no good. And I think he's been found out already. And I'm not sure we would play Son up at centre forward again because he can't offer us enough variety. You can't play up to him very easily. He needs down the shoulder. We'd have to change our game for him. 
and I don't see that too uh, as an easy thing. And I haven't got an answer for you either. I haven't got anybody else. That I, and I, I, I do agree, Lorente at the moment. I mean, I probably would play Son before Lorente, even after I've just said. Yeah. I, I think Lorente's just shot. I think he's absolutely shot. I mean, Murray's the other option, possibly, again, but you're talking about another one who's sort of false, false yeah. nine type player. Um, so I, I didn't. I was, I was at um, at the game, so I, d- I haven't seen the the TV coverage. Um, but I understand Alan Shearer was going on about. You referenced it earlier, John. About Alan Shearer referencing, uh, uh, referring to the fact that we need to win a cup. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look at yesterday. It was a great comeback by Rochdale, but it won't mean anything unless they can follow it by winning a trophy. No, of course. It's, 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 so, it's, it's just it's the same pointless bullshit coming from them all again. I tell you, you what. I, I tell you what. I think of Alan Shearer. Right. So he's saying that. Let, let's look at his his illustrious career. How many trophies did he win? One. One. One league title with with with, with Blackburn. And let's face it, um, that was one on the last day of the season um, at a time where okay, it's not comparable to now with you know the, the money that say Ch- Chelsea and, and City have but at that point in time the millions that Jack Walker um spent that was big money at at that particular time and it allowed them to 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 win the league effectively a league where um united were the the only other team um challenging realistically um there weren't it wasn't like now when you've got um you know, dare I say, it, you know, ourselves and and Chelsea and 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 all these other teams. It was it was a lot easier back then. And plus, um, Cantona, um, if, if, if I recall correctly, that ninety four ninety five season. I'm completely digressing. I know it's it's, it's a Spurs podcast, but um, Cantona. You carry on, Javi. Cantona. Cantona was was suspended um, from January of that season. Um, because of his kung fu kick, which, by the way, I, I think was um, that the ban that he got was was, was a disgrace. Um, I, I personally think that he shouldn't have been banned for, for that long. But that's another story, um, completely altogether. Um, and that cost United the league. Um, so he's won one one trophy, one league title. He's got to how many semi finals with Newcastle, the FA Cup, and he got to a final. Runners two up, finals, two, two finals. Okay, and a, yeah. two finals and a, and a semi final. I think it was. 98, 99, he got to, and then he got to the semi-final in 2000, um, the old Wembley, all of those, um, with England. Let me see, what did he win with England? Um, <laughs> so, I, who cares what Alan, nobody cares what Shira says. Um, the, the notion that we need to win a trophy, yeah, we do at some point, sooner rather than later, um, but how many years did it take for Alex Ferguson to win his first trophy at United. I think it was about four years before he won a trophy four or five years. So um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. It's got to happen. It, it will happen. It will come. And I'm, I'm quite happy to give Poch the time that he needs to do it. If it doesn't happen this season, it will happen next season. I'm quite sure of it. We will win something along the line. It's just it's just a painful wait, and it, it you know it, it the, the the rival fans are delighting in that fact that we you know we haven't won anything yet, and that's beginning to grate on me a little. Uh, David, what do you think? Well, um, it's interesting what you say about Shearer. Um, if he was manager, 
of Newcastle United. How would he feel if he kept beating with a stick the fact that they haven't won anything since 1969? Um, it's or 55 for the league title, I think it was. Um, he wouldn't like it. But it, when he sits where he does, it's an easy place to hit us with a stick and use that from then on in order to say, well, you know, if we're not winning things, then we'll start back on the Harry Kane uh, situation will Real Madrid you know he's not winning things at Spurs it's easy it's almost lazy journalism at times um, when we're winning they're full of praise but one little hiccup we didn't lose after all we drew to all we, we go through a, 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 to another um, game so it, it's not an absolute disaster but it's so easy to do that and it's quite interesting what you're saying about us do, do, I mean I, I think the first person who would say we need to win something would be Pochettino He's the one that's probably suffering the most. He wants to win that trophy and start things off because he knows win one, you, you may well win another. It will start off that confidence. But it's quite interesting because recently I noticed with the fans, and I said a little while ago on the podcast that we really, eventually you have to win something. Otherwise, why are we here? But a lot of fans actually, are, 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 it's, it's quite a distinct uh, split between some people saying he's got to win it now otherwise he's got to go I see a lot of that on for social media mm. and some people are actually are so pleased with the way we're playing they're quite accepting that what we've got is, is not enough but not enough to question about the trophies you know we're getting close we've been in a cup final it, it, it's and if we carry on the way we are surely we will win something it's patience it really is. And it is very difficult when you see the rest. And this is not just about Spurs podcast because Spurs have to play other teams. So we have to talk about other teams. But when you see the spend again of Man City, you've just bought Walker for 50 odd million, then bought this, uh, the port or whatever his name is, for 57 million. I mean, they're just splashing out and it gets very difficult to, to compete and, and win things just as easily as people are suggesting. You know, oh, you know, but why aren't we winning something? Well, it is difficult when, when they're just spending money that uh, even we can't um, match. Nowhere near. Not at the moment. But what we're doing is we're building a product that will make money, that will eventually get us to, to some degree, compete. But we're doing very well in between times. Absolutely. We, we, we don't need a trophy to validate the success or the progression that's 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 being made just yet when we're moving the we've pro, since 2014 we whichever way you want to look at it we have progressed as a, as a club i know they say that you you don't hand out prices for, for finishing second but um just look at our league standing over that period of time just look at our football look at how we've developed as a club our resilience we have progressed look at how Last season, we struggled with the Champions League. Look at how the seasons before that, we didn't do particularly well even in, in, in the Europa. Um, we're starting to compete um, in Europe, and that's uh, yeah, that's, that's all um, an upward tra- trajectory. Um, trophies will follow. We're on we're on course. Um, and, we, and, and also the other thing is we're qualifying on a regular basis for the, for the Champions League, which we didn't do under Harry. Redknapp. Um, we've done it two consecutive seasons. Hopefully, it'll be a third. Um, the problem is that at some point down the line, you do need to win those trophies. Um, but 
it becomes harder to keep the top players if you don't win trophies. But it also it's hard if you if you don't if we if we finish outside the top four, and people it's, sometimes it's, it, it's dressed up as a sort of black and white sort of thing where it's like, oh, would you rather finish fourth and not win a trophy, or would you take would you take a cup and I don't know finish tenth or or whatever? And often older fans will say, well. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a cup, and and there's that, that old adage about players when they're retired, um, they'll look back and look at cups that they won. They won't look back at, oh, we finished fourth this season, and that, all of that's true and valid. But the reality is, just as, as it is, it's important to win cups in the modern game. You've got to fit, qualify for the Champions League because that's where players want to play. They don't want to play in the in the Europa, with all due respect to it, or they don't want to be on the sidelines and not competing in Europe you might be able to get away with that for one season but you've got to be able to really be at the top table on a consistent basis so those sort of things and hopefully wages in time if we can start to improve um, upon that then that'll make us better place to keep um, our star players and therefore win trophies I think you want to see improvement and just progression um, and 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 a, and a sense of direction rather than stagnation, um, and, and we've certainly shown that over the last few seasons. I think if we win the FA Cup, people say that's not. Good. People will say that's not good enough. You got to win the league, and if we if we win the league, it's that's not going to be good enough. You're going to have to win the Champions League. So it's never going to stop. Whatever we do, if we win something, it's not it's it's not going to be sated. The 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 lust for the the media to sell our players. And and get rid of you know get rid of us. Um, I think genuinely, I, I think that we're an inconvenience to people, and uh, they want that. That remember the, the 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 glory days of the big four, and it was all the same four teams battling out for the European play, European places, and we finished the best of the rest. I think that's what the gen, genuinely. I think that's what some people want would like to go back to, and then when they've had it for a season, they'd be bored of it and say, well, why aren't anybody challenging? So, sour grapes, mm. petty, petty vendettas, and and shitty journalism. Yeah. Um, the second, our second goal, the penalty. Um, Delhi's, Delhi went. Well, the, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. It was, it was a penalty. And so, John, you had a point that you wanted to raise on that. Yeah. Um. Just the one of. It's, it's been two weeks now, and still, still, people are on about Delhi diving and Kane diving, and the injustice that have been served from uh, from us against other teams. And all I'd say is their results aren't going to get changed, so they should fucking get over it. But the commentators yesterday, it's a penalty. Four studio pundits said it's a penalty. The Rochdale manager, it was a penalty. The defender said that he mistimed it and it was a penalty. Graham Pohl, clear and obvious penalty. Liverpool Arsenal fans, it's a dive. They just... it. Get over it. Do you know, move on. We're, we're not a diving team and I can't believe that, that people are just painting and, and casting Delhi Alley as this. And all they, 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 the other teams they want to... Ashley Young, Robert Perez, Drogba, Vardy, Hazard, Owen, Suarez. We, they are much worse than Delhi Alley in my eyes and it, 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 I think it's unfair. Absolutely unfair. If we're going to talk about cheating, by the way, or perceived cheating, I, I, I don't believe Delhi. I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that... Um, 
we discussed this before, and you and I were at, at, at this game last year. I'm still of the opinion that last year when we played Swansea five nil, that Delhi didn't dive. Um, and I know I'm a lone voice amongst Spurs fans, but anyway, if we're going to talk about um, diving or, or, or perceived cheating, um, just occur to me and Liverpool, given all, all the stick that that, that that they've given us um, two weeks ago, and, and, and are still doing so. Um, I seem to recall was it Garcia, Luis Garcia, um, and his goal that didn't cross the line against Chelsea in the Champions League semi-final a few years back. Oh, sorry, I don't recall that. Neither do I. <laughs> no, no. Tell, tell us then, Jeff. Tell us. Um, well, uh, I seem to recall that Garcia scored a goal at, at Anfield, which didn't cross the line, and was um, put um, put Liverpool free to the final of the Champions League. Yeah, Luis Garcia ghost goal versus Chelsea. Yeah. Champions League semi final. Correct. Uh, but, oh yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it didn't cross the line. Period. You know, it wasn't like Lampard's goal that crossed the line, and they didn't give. I can sort of understand this didn't cross the line. They still gave it, and Liverpool went on to the went on to the final and um, and beat Milan on penalties. And that's all we ever hear. We don't really hear about the fact that they robbed. I don't know why I'm defending Chelsea, but and Mourinho, but but they they that's what they did effectively. Yeah, you don't hear Liverpool fans going on about that and and a great injustice there that they inflicted upon another English team on their way to the yeah. final. Funny that. No, they, and, and this is it. They uh, was it um, one of their one of the Liverpool players dived the, the weekend after the, the our game against them, and the the oh, it was embellishment. It wasn't a dive. It was embellishment. Sorry, you, you can't fucking just turn around and then and cast one thing against one person and then not say the other person. You call it as it is. If it's a dive, it's a dive. Um, yes, Deli Ali goes down that one against Liverpool. He, di- he didn't call for it. He just got up. He got up and carried on. He didn't call for a dive uh, for a penalty. So, uh, you know, he... He will do it in the World Cup, and he will win us a penalty to get us through. I'm quite sure of that. And and if people then start moaning about it, then they can. Um, but I'm fully behind him. That wasn't a dive yesterday. Mm. It was a, it was a blatant pen. It really was. There was an incident just before that that um, Rochelle had where a penalty wasn't given. Do either of you recall that incident? And do, and do you think that should have been a penalty? No, I don't think any, the, the, that incident was a penalty. If I'm honest, um, it, 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 from from the replays, no, it wasn't a pen. Um, are, are you talking about the handball when um, Toby went down on it? Uh, I thought was it that one. I think it was that one, or was it? I thought there was a foul. Somebody went down. Oh. I can't think of a foul, no. but that was maybe maybe, was maybe, the... maybe maybe it was a Toby one. It's all a haze. Yeah, that definitely wasn't a penalty. No. That. In fact, he went down onto his. He, went, he, he hit it with his chest to begin with. It's only when he was trying to find his feet and trying to get up, it sort of bumped against his arm. But it, he honestly he couldn't do anything else. No, it was a, a no question about that one. Okay, um, two other things I just wanted to um, just discuss very briefly. Um, Harry Winks um, still looked didn't look like the Winks. That we saw against Juve and thrown at Juve against Real and Dortmund and and Liverpool earlier this season, um, perhaps not 
fully sharp um, and and he, he made a mistake which led to the first goal um, this is I think something that John you've you've raised and, and raised previously um, which is is there a is there a danger that he could become another homegrown player, a bit like Tom Carroll, that could be bumped on? Carroll, Mason, Livermore, Bentaleb. There's, there's a, and uh, you know that's just off the top of my head. There's, a, there's a, a litany of midfielders that were seen as being the next hopes and have been let go and gone somewhere else. So yeah, Towns, Townsend. Yeah, yeah. There's but a it, danger that he could be one of those. Unfortunately, I hope he's not, but. It could be going that way, but aren't so. If we take all of those cases, um, I think Townsend probably wasn't actually that good, and he had a bit of an attitude. Bentalab um, apparently has an attitude issue. Um, Ryan Mason, well, yeah. Ryan Mason, Being chucked out of uh, the Schalke team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan Mason will come to in a minute um, and talk about him, um, but he, I think that. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, uh, integral part of Pochettino's team in the first season in, in 2014-15. And then after that, he got an injury at the beginning of the following season when he scored against Sunderland. Um, that might have set him back a bit in so far as he was out of the team and then other people got that opportunity and pushed on. Um, perhaps there could be parallels drawn there with um, with Winks, perhaps. Um, who was the other one you mentioned? Carroll. Carroll. I, I don't. I don't. I never really rated Carroll. I don't think he was that good. He, he just looked somebody like he could be brushed off the ball e- easily. For, for the thing that concerns me about Winks slightly, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, and I think um, any sort of discussion of his demise possible um, is a little bit premature at, at this stage. The only thing that slightly concerns me is the confidence of the lad, and if that gets knocked and I felt there was a few games before he got injured um, in December when we played Brighton he wasn't good that day at home and then we played City away which okay none of the team were particularly good and we came came across a really good team but that day he was poor as well and his, his confidence just looked shot to pieces and I felt a bit of that yesterday that's the only thing that slightly concerns me but- Te- technically I think he's the best of all all the players that you mentioned yeah, he, he probably is a, a, a cut above the rest of them. But, uh, you know, again, one of the reasons we said they played was that they got 90 minutes on the pitch coming back. So he'll probably may well get another 90 minutes in the replay. Um, oh, I've just knocked my headset off. He may well get uh, a, a 90 minutes against Crystal Palace. He might get 90 minutes against Huddersfield if he improves again. Um, mm. but I hope he does because I, I, I like him. I think he's a good player, but let's let's see how he goes. Yeah, I don't think he's going to become a bad player overnight. I really don't. He's had some, some poor games, but he did play in some very big games there and, and really uh, gave good account of himself. No, I think Pochettino's fine with him. I think um, it's just a matter of time um, and you're playing the right games. Um, I think he's always a player that he's. I feel that he'll bring on in important games to hold the ball, uh, not give it away and see a game out, as we should have done um, uh, against... Um, uh, Rochdale. Uh, that's what should have really happened. He should have taken the, the, the game by the scruff of his neck and held the ball up, but seemingly didn't. But maybe he will in the, in Wembley. Maybe we'll do that. We'll get the odd goal, uh, one each half, and, and just keep the ball away from him. And Winks can do that. And we'll see a better lad. 
it certainly will be another opportunity for him and another said earlier to, to to get another game and, and some more fitness um, under their belt. Um, final thing on Rochdale. Um, question from our own Bex. Um, her Twitter handle is at bunches Bex. Um, was there a quid pro quo between Levy and Rochdale? If they pushed, if they pushed us and let us draw, we would let them have a jolly night out at Wembley as part of payment for relaying the turf. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice conspiracy theory. I th- I think somebody said before, just before the kickoff, have Spurs paid for some of the pitch to be relayed because they didn't want to play on a crappy pitch. So there might be something in it. I think Levy would have helped them out with the pitch cost, um, but I, I don't think there's any way that they would have thrown the match to give them an extra day out of Wembley for extra money. Um, it, it's it, it's too tight thing to call. I really don't think. That's- Tongue in cheek, that is tongue in cheek. Amusing, but <coughs> no way that we would have uh, thrown a goal away at the end there. The bloke could have missed it anyway. Mm. As it happens, he put it away very, very well. But yeah, nice, nice thought. But um, now, I mean, they got enough money out of the BBC, didn't they, for, for um, showing the game? So they probably still made a profit uh, relaying the pitch. So now, I, I, but they'll, they'll certainly are. Am I actually a pocket possibly as as a million? I expect from the uh, return game, won't they? So um, it's all good. It's happy yeah. days. Everybody's a winner. Um, right. Uh, talking of Bex, she doesn't have a Spurs ladies update for us this season because Spurs ladies um, don't play until Thursday um, for some reason. Why is that, Bex? Um, right. Let's. Um, we said we were going to discuss Juventus, um, which. We will just very briefly. Um, Brian Mason last week um, announced the sad news that um, he was retiring from football um, because of the head injury that um, uh, he picked up last year when he clashed with um, Chelsea's Tim Cahill. Um, there was a tribute from Danny Rose yesterday at the game. Um, I think when when we scored, um, ran into the camera. A lovely touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was a lot. I mean, he did it, and my I was watching it on the computer because the family are watching stuff on the telly. So my stream of it on the BBC iPlayer was a, a tad behind. Um, so I, a couple of things popped up on Twitter. Well done, Danny Rose. But yeah, well done on him. Um, it just shows how much he means to the club, and I think he'll be back in some capacity. It was lovely. It really was. Best thing that Danny Rose did yesterday. Better than the free kick he took anyway. That was fucking appalling. But yeah, brilliant. He was really well done. Yeah, who knows what uh, is ahead of him. But if he gets it right, uh, Brian Clough um, uh, tore his knee to pieces at the age of 27. Whatever happened to him? Um, True. You never know. You never know. Um, Pochettino said there's a, there's a place for him at Spurs um, to, to come in and uh, do his coaching badge and, and uh, learn. And maybe he'll uh, work his way up from within. That would be great, wouldn't it? There would be. It would be. Um, do, do either of you have any abiding memories of Mason? Well, that's I don't know a, a goal or a match or a contribution or, or, or something. But I, I, overall, I can remember sitting in um, a Chester Sports Club with my good mate Lee watching Tottenham play, um, and it, I think it was on Mason's debut, and we we looked at him and said, impressed with him. He could go on to be a Tottenham legend and captain, and it, he 
just he played so well. He was neat and tidy. And I, I think it was generally down to the lack of game time. And there was other people came in who got more game games than him. And he, he, he just need to play, unfortunately. Um, much like Huddleston and other players like that. There was other players. I mean, he was a limited capacity anyway. He couldn't move outside the centre circle. But yeah, he just generally being impressed with him when he, when I saw him on his debut, um, sitting with Lee, having a, having a pint. And I can remember getting very drunk. Can't remember what game that was. And that was the day we made the pact that if we ever won a trophy, we'd get Tottenham tattoos. And I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> No, no danger there then. No, no, not for a while. Anyway, <laughs> I can all I can remember actually is that still photograph that always pops up on social media, where he's kicking Wilshire in the head. Yeah, that photo. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That'll that'll be my defining memory of him. <laughs> uh, um, I think for me, um, just that first season, the twenty fourteen fifteen season, um, he was an integral part of. Of our, I'm gonna say success for that season. Yeah, we didn't win anything, but we you know in relative terms, you know, we finished fifth that season. We qualified for the Europa. We got to a cup final. It was on the back of what had been a disappointing season the year before, and everything that had gone on when Sherwood was caretaker manager. Um, Mason came in, I think, as I recall, against Forest, and scored a worldie. Then he played the following weekend against Woolwich, um, and he got his chance under Pochettino, and he he established himself as, as a regular part of of that team. Um, alongside we mentioned earlier, him and Bentalab were, were, were the, the the two players, two midfield players that would sort of sat in front of front of our back four. Um, and yeah, I think that the only thing was ultimately. Like it was always the case in football, um, teams progress, and when they do, some players are left behind. And I think we just um, we couldn't offer him the opportunity of regular football, and he, he wanted that op- opportunity, and he sought it elsewhere at Hull, which um, I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing for him to, him to do to, to leave the club. But um, he, you know, he he's a top professional, and and hopefully. There'll be a place for him at the club going forward. Um, right, let's talk, talk Juventus. Um, we seem to be making a habit of, of getting Desmonds, um, and Juve was a completely different kettle of fish compared to Rochdale. Um, complete contrast. Um, would it be fair to say that in terms of away performances, that has to be one of the best Spurs performances away from home in Europe, at least in the last... Ten years or so. Mm, most definitely. I, uh, other than the first sort of twenty minutes when we should have been three nil down, um, and rightfully so, we're all over the place. But from that place of, I must admit, when the, when when they missed the penalty, I had a feeling that that was going to be a defining moment. I just felt it. And, I, and I'd hope we grow into the game. But it's funny, we're talking about two games here, uh, and both 2-2, but it's just like it was two different teams, which it was, because the 11 players changed. But what a comeback. And for a side that I rate as probably the best defensive side in Europe, Juventus, and it has been for some years, 
don't give anything away. And you look at their re- recent record. Was it they haven't last eight games? They hadn't conceded a goal. Uh, th- astonishing. And I just looked at the, their faces when we got the second goal. And I, I could see almost fear in their faces at Juventus. There's shock, absolute shock. And 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 it absolutely buoyed me. I'm sitting there thinking, look at that. Now I know they're in trouble. And I really look forward to the uh, the home game against them. We may lose it, but we come to a, a place where we've got to feel very confident. Um, as long as we don't, we cut out those early mistakes. Um, I, it was just a great game. And as you say, Javid, I think it probably is uh, the best away game for as long as I can remember. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, Dortmund 3-1 away wasn't bad. In Milan, 1-0 Crouch in the centre-zero was good, but I, I sort of vaguely remember that a lot of that game we were defending. Um, this this game, we were, you know, apart from the, that shaky, whatever it was, 10, 20 minutes at the beginning, we went head-to-toe. We were, we were on the front foot, we were attacking, it was an open game, um, and there's no reason why we couldn't have got a win in the end. Now, we were after after the ten, two goal head start that we gave them. We were relentless, and I think we just showed. I think Potts drills into them: keep keep playing, keep doing the things you're doing well, keep going, and you get your results and you get the rewards. and And we did. I mean, Harry should have buried that header. Um, oh and, yeah. And, uh, but Buffon, what a you know great keeper. I mean, he made it made it difficult for his first. I don't think they they could believe. You know, you've got to get through that midfield, that defence, and then past Buffon as well. Um, but yeah, superb, superb bottle and and belief to go and and win that. Oh, sorry, draw it and get the result rather. Absolutely brilliant. Dembele. Just boss the midfield. I mean, um, that was surely reminded, him at his very best. One of his best performances, and reminded me a little of Zidane in the way he was. He was just—he just had everything that night. He really did. Absolutely superb. And Ericsson was good as well. Ericsson was off the off the charts as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful performances out there. You say Dembele was just, and everybody's talking about Dembele suddenly. And yet, just the last sort of a. Uh, month or so and he's coming back and he's he's looked laboured and after about 70 minutes he's, he's been taken off and even I thought well I don't know maybe he's not going to reach his peaks again but just suddenly wallop he's reached those heady heights and uh, everybody's looking at him and going wow what play-? you know he must be one of the best midfielders in Europe mm. which he looks like uh, and they, they won't fancy the, the return will they Juventus no and no they won't you know, we we get a one-all draw at home. I'm not saying we you know we don't play for draws, but if we did, yeah. if we got a one-all draw at home, we're through. I don't think they'll go out and play for the draw. They can't. They'll they'll go out and play in exactly the same way and go for the win. I mean, and you can't correlate the the result yesterday against Rochdale against how we're going to play against Juventus either. Yeah, because it yeah. will it it will be uh, eleven different players, and it will be and. It, you know, after the run of games that we've had, the, the the one result that probably is the letdown is the two two against Rochdale. You know, um, and it, a run of games that's that's seen us beat Man United, beat Arsenal, draw draw away at Liverpool, draw away at Juventus, and then just that little dip with Rochdale. It, it was, we, you know, we haven't lost any of the games. It's just a little dip. Yeah, and it's not at the moment 
proving costly other than other than we've got that extra game but even that might not be a bad thing in so far as it will give players um, a chance and also certain other players a chance to regain fitness um, and Alan Dembele by the way a few months ago as you mentioned David he lacked that sharpness he looked a bit laboured now he's got his fitness back and if you, if you want to be part of a successful Tottenham successful Pochettino side you have got to be fit you've got to be um, be able to, to, to you know run and run and run and run and it just goes to show that you know if you take someone like Alvarez, perfect example. Prior to that game, he you know, he wasn't not only was he not did he not start the game, um, he didn't travel with the squad, he he didn't feature um, in the North London derby either. And there was a lot of talk about um, you know as, as Toby fallen out of favour with 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 uh, Pochettino is just all to do with um, the contracts and 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 whatnot signing. Um, Pochettino's got a habit of doing this with with Rose and even with with with, with Lamella when there are players coming back from um, long-standing injuries. He doesn't rush them back. Um, Dembele eased them back. Eventually, it'll pay off. Eventually, those players will suddenly have that spark that fitness that you're, you're seeing with Dembele you're also seeing with, with um, Lamella now he's what well, he started a, the, the game against you You called it on the pod in fact um, the week before David or well, last week um, that Lamella would start in Italy and he did and he played really well and and okay he didn't start yesterday but he came off the bench looked sharp mm. um, and it just goes to show that it's, it's about managing those players it's nice to have Lamella back uh, uh, we've missed his um, bite and his drive and his action um, in midfield a little. Again, he's different to what we had in there before. He just gives us something different. Him and will just give us a little bit of an edge, I think. But yeah, um, it's good to have you back. I've, we've missed him. We have missed him. Yeah. Yeah, I like Milamara. I like him a lot. Yeah. Delhi, I mean, I don't want to pick out individuals. I think collectively the whole team played really well. Um, Larice made some good saves, um, but Delhi, superb again. I think I think these big matches, you always see the best of Delhi Ali. He just raises his, his, his game. We saw that against Madrid at home, um, and again, I thought he looked good. I think that the free kick that we gained that was very a clever, shrewd move um, from Ali to, to win that free kick. Um, yeah, that he used all his nails. I mean, and in in past years, they're the kind of fouls or, or decisions that um, continental teams would get over us, and we'd be aggrieved for them. And when we scored, it'd be like that's playing. You know, they, clever um, Italians or, or Spanish have done that. But it was nice to see it, the roles reversed and us get one of those. Mm. Um, we we pl- we played that like a European team rather than an English team. I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, what else was I going to add? Obviously, the fans were were, were in great voice. Um, without mentioning the V word, David, John, um, the first goal, um, all the fact that it was possibly offside, um, maybe, um, marginally. Um, it was offside. It, it, well, you know, it was given. Um, if, yeah. if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be fucking put it that way. <laughs> it was a well, it was a well worked move, well yeah. well executed. But 
we should have been able to defend that, surely. We we just weren't awake. They the way they dragged all the defence over to one side and um, and we weren't central was very clever. And if you do that, you're giving space on one um, side for for an attacker to come that, in. Playing with a high line, I mean that's dangerous, really, as well. But we sp- do that. We did that against Rochdale. Mm. I spoke about that um, a little while ago about this high line that Poch plays, and I, and I held my hands up because I said, "Well, you know, I, I don't like it. I would never play such a high line. There's so much space behind." And, and yet we hadn't been punished until uh, this game. And uh, they'd seen it. They'd worked it out. And that's why... Um, uh, I can't his name now. Um, Higwain. Higwain, thank you. Higwain. Uh, that's why he just sort of spun away. And thanks very much. Yeah, I mean, if he got away with it being offside, well, fine, he did. Uh, we'll get on with it. I'm not going to cry over it. But uh, I think I'll be more concerned that... Uh, well, I don't think we'll do that again, but I, I, I do get worried by that high line. We do leave so much space, but we did go asleep. That was mm. Deli Alley's man, wasn't it? He yep. was the one yep. closest to Higuain. But Higuain looks to be out for the... I, I think he might be out. Mm. He did get... He got a bad crock from the keeper yesterday. I wonder if Dybala's back for the return. Yes, he is. Yes, yes. he is. Okay. He was on the bench yesterday. He came to, on. To be honest, I, I'm not... I don't, it doesn't really, to me, bother me whether... Dybala or Higuain play or don't play um, I think we've we've got more than look they're going to be a strong proposition um, and yes we've got the, the, the vital away goals but um, I think we've got more than enough to to win that match but it, but it won't be easy but it's, it's certainly set up set up nicely for, for the second leg um, the other thing was obviously a rare thing happened last week an Ericsson free kick that went in the yeah. back of the net yeah. yeah. Did Lamella whisper to him, "Go low," didn't he? Mm. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were, when I was talking about, it, I believe he said, "Yeah, go low." So, um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant free kick. And to be honest, I, I remember Bale lining up for one against Chelsea when we were pushing for um, Champions League, and it, it was. Um, I just thought we're not going to get it, not going to get it, and and in an instant, I just turned and thought, no, believe, have the belief that it's going to go in, it's going to go in, and I totally believe when Ericsson lined up for that free kick that that was going to go in. I really did. I really thought this is going to go in. This is this is this is only one place it's going in, it's in the back of the net. So it's down to me that one. I'm having that. It's mine. <laughs> I I caused that to go in. That was all me. <laughs> I do hope that, I do hope the floodgates open now and yeah um, no totally and and, and, and I shall be doing that to every, every every free kick that he lines up for I'll be I have that belief that he's going to go in the back. <laughs> okay, we, we'll probably we'll discuss the return leg um, uh, in a couple of weeks from now. Um, talking of which, so um, two weeks time, um, the pod after next will be recorded on Sunday the fourth of March. Um, John, you're going to be with me for that one, and also yep. we hope to have um, Chris Cowlin. And so, Chris, um, if you've not watched um, his videos online, so if you, if you go to YouTube um, and look at or do a search for Tottenham fan Chris Cowlin, he, he's got a, his own YouTube page. He, he does a lot of stadium updates um, from the new stadium pretty much every week, every Saturday. That they're really interesting, good, good viewing. Um, there's lots of other things. He, he, he does. Um, he was out in Turin last week, and he was filming 
um, posting stuff on social media um, from you know the the Alliance Stadium to um, the is it the the, the famous what, what's what's that bit in the um, the Italian job the scene with the, with, with the with the cars oh, the, on the top of the old oh, Fiat factory Fiat factory that's it okay yeah. Um, uh, so yeah the, there's all of that um, but he also he, he does like sort of fan cam talking talking to cat, um, fans before before and during the game um, if you look at his latest video um, from the Rochdale game um, you'll see me talking some shite um, about seven minutes or so into the video, um, but yeah, seven Chris, minutes forty seconds. Seven minutes forty seconds. Um, but Chris, yeah, Chris, we hope to have on the podcast. Had the pleasure of meeting him in person yesterday, and hope to have him on the podcast um, on Sunday, the fourth of March. And we'll obviously that'll be prior to the Juventus game, so we'll talk about the Juve game more then. Um, just before we finish off with a few questions, very briefly, I forgot to mention it earlier. So should we overcome? Rochdale in the replay. Um, we'll have either Sheffield Wednesday or Swansea away. Just very briefly, thoughts on that? Good draw? Excellent yeah. draw. Excellent yeah. draw. Yep, yep, I take that all day long. It, 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 it's a bit odd that the biggest four teams in it have been kept apart again. Mm. But, but I mean, have you, what do you think of the, the Ferrari has been made about us? Um, because... The semi-finals are meant to play, be played on a neutral ground, and we're playing our home games on there. Fans are up in arms because we're playing on our home ground. Yeah, it's funny how the pitch was uh, laughable, isn't it? Oh, you can't play on there; it's a bogey ground, and etc. And then suddenly, oh, hang on a minute, you're getting a home advantage. Yeah, oh, well, get out of it. Well, Go we, and get a life. Yeah, and we knew, every everybody, every fan knew that. We knew that from the start, start of the season that that would be a possibility. Never mind the semi-final that we might play every every game um, at Wembley all the way through to final. As it is, well, well, should we get to the final, every game bar the course final will be at Wembley because of the replays in the in the previous rounds. So the course of final can't go to a replay; it has to be decided on on the day. Um, there's also a precedent for this. Celtic have done it. I think a few years ago, um, when um, Parkhead was being redeveloped, whatever it is, Celtic Park was, was being redeveloped. I think they, they were playing at Hampden, as I recall. Um, the semi-final won't be; we won't have a home advantage because, in terms of allocation, um, we'll get no, the, we'll, get, yeah, we'll yeah. get the same allocation. We might even get the away dressing room if we're the, if we're the des- <laughs> designated away team. So that's a load of bollocks. Um, uh, Okay, just very briefly, we've got a few questions. We'll try to run through them very quickly. So, Karim Cronfly says, is it me or is Poch being the nicest manager in the Premier League? It appears he is making sure all our lower league opposition have an away day at Wembley to help their coffers. I say, excellent work. It's time the Premier League supported the grassroots football more. Maybe he's also making sure Harry has a few extra games to try and beat Clive Allen's 49-goal season um, record, which he set, I think, in eighty six, eighty seven. Um, you see, he is all heart, heart, really. He is a nice manager, and Harry has got a chance of getting our record, definitely. Um, he's on yeah. thirty four at the moment, I think. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a chance. I don't know if he'll, he'll get there. But oh, he'll, I think, he'll I think he'll. Is it, I'm not sure if it's thirty four in all competitions, i.e., including the goals he scored for England, or just thirty four for Spurs. If it's thirty four for Spurs. 
Um, I think he'll smash that record. Let's see. Let, uh, get your belief behind it. Come on, Jav. Get believe, believe. Three months, sixteen goals. If that's if that if that's all it is, um, we'll do that easy. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, um, I'm, I think he is the nicest manager to us. But behind the scenes, if you don't play ball, you don't do the right things for Poch, you're out. We don't ever get to see that side. You just get to see players leave the club. But I thoroughly respect him the way he deals with uh, the media, uh, the fans. I think he is the nicest man. Okay, talking of the nicest man, um, controversial question. Ed Brad, um, so he's, he's a few random ramblings and questions. He says, if Poch doesn't win anything this season or next, I'd be happy to see the back of him. Um, he also adds, Foyth looks like he'll be class. I think we, we, we touched upon that earlier. We all agree upon that. And then the other comment that Ed says, um, why doesn't Poch give... Kazim Sterling a game up front could be no worse than Lorente. Let's let's take that one first before looking at the controversial Pochettino question. Um, Kazim Sterling, I've seen him once. I think last season against it was James which is, Chelsea, which is, which is Kazaya Sterling, K- not Kazaya. Kazim. Kazaya, yes. Get that one right. Yeah, why isn't he playing him? Because he's been advised by the coaching staff he's not ready. I guess. Mm. Um, and and he's probably not. So, uh, patience, patience. Believe in what they're doing. The, the coaching staff—they know they, they watch it week in, week out. Yeah, I, I haven't seen enough of him to, to to comment on him, but I'm pretty sure that Poch gets updates on um, the players that are nearing readiness for the first team or training with the first team. So he'll know when he's ready to to step up and have a game. Pochettino, I mean, if more than any manager that we've had, arguably he takes a real interest um, in terms of the the youth. Um, and he he did at Southampton as well. He's also got a very good relationship with with John McDermott, um, so oversees um, a lot of the youth teams. Um, so I'm sure he's got his finger on the pulse with regards Mr. K Sterling. Um, could it be worse than Lorente? Yes. <laughs> look, really, yeah. Look, well, it could be on the day. Look, how well we've we done this season. We've done so far, Touchwood, we've done excellently with the squad we've got. So I'm not knocking it. We're not out the FA Cup yet. It was just a half, half empty glass when you start thinking that way. We're doing just fine. Sissoko's taken all sorts of a pounding from the fans, and yet with them, um, we, we, we've done. We've had so far an excellent season. I'm, I'm pleased with what we've done. So, no, Lorente's okay. He's, he's somebody I could quite happily see leave in the summer. But um, no, we, we did all right. We did all right. Okay. Um, poor defending. Poor defending. That was all. Against Rochdale, it's poor defending. On this other point, if Pochettino doesn't win anything this season or next, I'd be happy to see the back of him. Um, madness. That's mad- madness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to get any other answer from me that that's absolutely crazy. I think that uh, I hear a lot of Tottenham fans start to make sort of comparisons between us and and Woolwich, 
um, in so far as Woolwich went for a period after you know after that Invincibles team of uh, 2004 and then winning the FA Cup in 2005, they went for a long period of time where they weren't challenging for the league title, where they were just finishing fourth, and then there was a same sort of period of time up until about I think it was 2014 where where they didn't win um, any sort of tro- trophies, um, and a lot of lots been said that oh, we're just you know we're just going to settle for that sort. There's a big, massive difference between between us and, and Arsenal. Arsenal at that point had done exactly that. They had won the league title. They had not just in 2004, 2002, 98 under Wenger. They'd won FA Cups and so forth. Um, then they moved into a new stadium and um, they weren't winning trophies and they were they were just qualifying regularly for all the Champions League. Now, the first few seasons that they did that, that's fine. When they start to do that season after season after season after season, of course the fans are going to get get restless. I get that. Um, it's not the same as us. If you look at us and that upward trajectory, we're right at the bottom of that um, that journey. You know, we've started twenty fourteen. We've progressed season after season. We've only just qualified for the first time. Well, since the, since the um, inception of the Champions League, um, qualifying consecutive seasons, two seasons, which, which as, I said, as I said earlier, Redknapp didn't do, and hopefully we can make it a third season. This, if uh, if we don't start to win trophies, and I don't know, three or four years down the line, we're still doing the same thing, and we're still just finishing fourth. Yeah, I can see fans getting restless. I can see questions then being asked of Pochettino and people saying, "Yeah, he's he's done a fantastic job and he's got a, got us to this level, but is he the man to push us on to the next?" I get all of that, but it's far too early in the day to to be even thinking that. It's, it's ridiculous, really. He's got a lot more to offer us in uh, over the next three four years than he uh, than somebody uh, than him just getting two more years if he doesn't win anything if it doesn't come within the next two years it'll come within the next three it, it will come and it and it will get better and better um he he's, you know he's, people are trying to get him or or promote him to real madrid he is that good a manager and he's our manager and he loves the club um my uh, my only fear is is if PSG come calling, he'll go there as that was his club. But w- I I think he'll be here for for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Okay. Final question on the pod. Um, another one from Darren Pamenta. Um, if we don't sign any other strikers during the summer window, would it be worth giving Janssen another chance? He holds he holds the ball up as well as Lorente, but. I'd argue actually better than Lorente at the moment, but most more importantly, his movement and work rate is so much better. Yeah, I'd bring him back. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Bring him, yeah, bring him back if we don't. But I can't imagine us not signing another striker in the summer. I cannot see that. That's probably going to be our number one priority, that number one area to find another striker. Does anyone know how he's doing in Turkey? No, I haven't really followed very much. Yeah. He's not doing badly, I don't think. But uh, keep talking. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a big. I, I wasn't a big fan of him, partly because um, it just he felt. Just, sorry, go on, just, David. No, I just say he hasn't got the finishing, has he? he just doesn't didn't finish. Yeah, I, I I I didn't subscribe to the view also that he didn't get his fair share of chances. I think he got his fair share of chances. I don't think he took them. Um, 
Pochettino went on record as saying he wasn't doing enough in training, so there was obviously an attitude issue there of some sort. Um, yeah, no, I don't mean necessarily being petulant, but maybe not not just putting in the effort. Um, he's obviously still a young man. Um, that's a big difference between him and Lorente, you know. Um, and there, there was also shades of Soldado about him eventually. And, I'll, and also, dare I say it, amongst a lot of our fans, this sort of sympathy for him. And always, I, I, I want a player who, who, who puts on the shirt to do well. And if they're struggling, I want them to do well. But there comes a point where um, where that point is, it's going to vary. It's a subjective thing. It's going to vary from fan to fan. But there comes a point for, for me where I, 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 my patience run, runs out. And it did with the Anson. But now that I compare and contrast him to what I've seen of Lorente, um, yeah, I'd, I'd take Janssen back. Because I think yeah, even, I, even those basics, like holding up the ball, he actually does it better than what we've seen so far from Lorente in a Spurs shirt. So his record for Fenerbahce um, is 12 appearances and three goals. Mm. Okay, that's not particularly impressive. No. 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 Um... It also begs the question, why has he only played 12 games? That's not a lot. That's no, not, is it? No, yeah, it seems to me he's probably sitting on the bench. Mm. Um, but, I mean, looking at his record for AZ, um, 49 appearances, 31 goals in the season before we bought him. Yeah. You know, he, he was the top scorer in the Eredivisie that season. You know, he, he's, <laughs> and then he comes to us. And 36 appearances and six goals. We're tainted. That second striker, Harry Kane, sucked all the all the skills from that second striker. It's like a, a vampire, just yeah. leeching all their their skills. I was watching over the weekend on Saturday. I was watching um, Kane's hundred goals, Premier League goals for Spurs, and his first few um, in 2014 under Sherwood. And I can't remember who it was, but one of the games he had Adebayor on the field playing alongside him and he Ooh. scored. And it's funny when you think back then, Adebayor was the main man, or Soldado, those two were ahead of him in the pecking order. And you had this player, young player with a little bit of promise who might do okay. He's done a lot more than okay. Um it's amazing. It's amazing to think, you know, and all of those players had a bio okay, he's, he's a certain age, but you know, they, he's just um, surpassed both of them. Uh, um, okay, fun thing. Um, just very briefly, um, Palace next Sunday, um, which is when the next podcast will will be. Um, predictions for that one. Are we going to go there and get a win? Yeah, um, we'll be Palace. Yep, I'm confident too. Yep, yep, we'll we'll take the game. It may only be by the odd goal, but I think we'll win it. Um, I really do. I'm, I'm quite confident about uh, even the next two, them and Huddersfield, and maintaining this top four chase. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be tight, but I think that... Uh, I fancy us to get a 1-0 again. Mm. Uh, Hodgson, Hodgson turned around a little bit, but they're still pony. We will have we'll have too much for them. Yeah, we'll have too much for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next podcast, as I mentioned, will be recorded Sunday, 
Sunday evening, um, a few hours after the Palace match, my guests will be Aaron Wolf and Greg Taylor. Um, until then, thank you, John. Thank you very much, Jav. Uh, thank you very much, David. Thanks, David. Uh, yep, thanks, Jav. And uh, yeah, thanks, John. Have and a good evening. And until then, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out, and we'll talk out over her.